welcome to the podcast. I am Tiago Lima. And I am Tiago Malakiyush. And this is Things You Expect, your regular podcast show. Today, we're going to talk about nostalgia, or that thing that the Portuguese call saudades. Flying to Portugal tomorrow, Tiago. So how long have you been in Belgium and you haven't been allowed to fly home? Yeah, I'm going home tomorrow. Um, by the time this episode airs, probably I'm back already. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I will pass a, a short weekend at home in Portugal. And it's been, yeah, since Christmas, basically, that I haven't been home. Which for somebody who lives two hours away by flight, it's, it's, it's a long time. Seven months. Yeah. How often would you, would you normally go home? Like, uh, between Christmas and summer? If COVID ha- hadn't happened. <laughs> hadn't happened. Well, I think on average, I go like four times a year. Yeah. I like to go around Easter, maybe before Easter. Um, and then sometime in the summer, sometime after the summer, and then Christmas. Yeah, the perks of living in Europe, everything is quite close. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, everything is so close by and it's still very cheap to fly home. So I just take uh, opportunities when I can. Uh, of course, this year is a bit different. Yeah. With, uh, with the lockdowns and how the, the pandemic is progressing everywhere. We're- we have to take more care, but, uh, and it's taken longer. Seven months is, I'm not sure if it is the longest, but it's probably among the longest I've been from going home. And are you already missing home? Uh, or yeah, it's quite quite used well, to it by now. Well, it depends on what you're talking about in missing home. I of course I am missing home. I'm missing my family. I'm missing the food, the weather, the people. You know, um, but after five, six years living abroad. <laughs> It's it's routine. Yeah. The missing is just it's just part of your get immune. Of your being now. You get immune to yeah. that. I'm not crying and dying to yeah. go home, you know, but I I miss it and I want to and it, the feeling is there, yeah. but uh, it's just no. not as expressive as these first times, you know, six years ago, well, the first time when I went down at Erasmus, three months, it was just three months. And, and I, I came back and there was a party waiting for me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so happy to go home. Like, you know, I thought you were never coming back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was three months and now it's been seven and it's going to be the same. I thought you're never going to come back. I, I think this time uh, for me without as well, the tears. <laughs> yeah, for me as well, when I come back, it will be like, oh, I was not expecting you here or something like that. Like <laughs> to be a surprise, even though they would know that I will fly home, they would be like, oh my God, I'm so happy yeah. you're here. But that, that's, yeah. that's quite interesting. Like you get used to, to that m- feeling of, of being abroad and the nostalgic yeah. feeling. Yeah. And the first, After a while, first times it's quite difficult. But I have to admit, like this time, like I was not expecting to be out for so long i was counting yeah, on going either. going in easter so march april and the fact that i, I hasn't your expectations like uh, when they fail it's quite harsh like uh, yeah it's like it you, is it is i cannot tell you maybe next time we talk i will probably tell you but i'll probably shed a tear tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> it has happened before did you ever you know feel that it's been too long and you're gonna go again and you, f- you get a bit emotional. I've never I've had this before. 
tell uh, okay you can tell me about it i will just reply to your question first like okay uh i only had it once coming back like never in portugal once coming back to to belgium when i was living in belgium so you mean while you were living in Belgium and coming back to, to Portugal? Coming back from Portugal. So I had been to Portugal. Ah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then yes. when I, yeah. I, I got back, I was like, shit, this was this was a tough one. Uh, yes, I've had this. I've had this. But I had both ways. I had it both ways. It, it I don't remember when it was. That was particularly strong. But it, it, it was just as soon as I arrived at the airport and I see my mom, I just cannot control myself. Okay. It uh, happened once that I just like started... You know, feeling yeah. emotional, a little tear comes to my eye. <laughs> it was it was tough, and and it was the same time on when I returned. It also happened. It's um, it's always tough. Like the the time I yeah. I actually felt it, and a tear came down. It was like first Christmas in Portugal when I came back. Like mm -hmm. obviously, it was the the first time I was out for so long. It was my after the, yeah. my first year of PhD. Um, and then I went home. I actually took three weeks in Portugal. So it was long Christmas mm -hmm. holidays. I saw everybody like it was a massive parties like every yeah. day and like cel Christmas celebration. That's obvious. And when, when I came back, um, I was just dropped my luggage in the room and I just sat down and like, oh, what am I doing here? Like after three <laughs> weeks of like, you have nothing to think about besides eating, partying, drinking, going out with your friends, your family, <laughs> getting presents. And then you come back and it's like, oh man, <laughs> reality, where are, where are these people? Like, and that was the first and only time after that, I think I got, yeah. as you said, used to, to that, to that feeling of, of, of really being out and, and building your life abroad. Because that's the, the mm. thing that you, you just build. A parallel life in in the country that you are living with. That's hmm. it's. Can you call it a parallel life? Well, I think it's just your life. Yeah. you don't really, you don't really live another one back there. Yeah, that's true. You live the same one you had. Well, you live a, a, a virtual life. That's my opinion. Like, uh, because mm. you still yeah. contact your friends on almost a weekly basis. You are aware of their plans. Uh, you video chat them. Like, uh, for example, I, I have multiple Portuguese WhatsApp groups and I receive messages mm. every day. It's like I'm there. Like, if they go to a party, I'm, it's there in the group. Like, tomorrow, let's go out to here or there. And uh -huh. it's like, it's a parallel life in the sense that my Portuguese life is my parallel life. It's my virtual life. Like, I, if I was there, mm -hmm. I would be doing that. Although, as you said, it's true. My life is when I'm out and that's, you built your relationships abroad and you have your group of friends abroad. You have like your profe your professional life abroad. So mm -hmm. it's, you obviously, Sometimes I even, when I'm in Portugal, I even think of things that I could be doing, for example, now in Ireland or when I was in Belgium, in, in Belgium. So, yeah. Uh, what was it? Uh, there was a guy, you remember, we heard this together. Uh, Garcia, yeah, what, what? it was that, that saying, that being an immigrant or an expat is like having a mistress. So <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so when you are in Belgium, when you are abroad, you miss your your mistress, so in this case Portugal. But when you go to Portugal, you miss your wife because you miss your friends and your family that's in your in Belgium or or, or in the UK in this case. Yeah, he so, he is a let's say a, an expat from from the seventies, and he's been in Belgium for 
30 years or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has his whole life, his family, his business here. Yeah. Do you know, do you know that uh, it's been closed, his pastry shop, for the, these last months? Yeah, COVID. Like, uh, or I'm not sure. I think he might have gone back to Portugal. Oh, shit. It might have happened. Oh, he man. said so he when said we met so. him. He said so. It might have happened. But that's the thing, like... Um, and that's the parallel life I say it's I'm saying it's like you you live your life abroad and you are there and everything mm -hmm. if if you are happy living abroad most people are you have your friends your girlfriends wives kids whatever but then you have always that thing in the back of your mind that I can go back and that makes you even if you like I, I think in this case, he didn't have a lot of family already in Port uh, anymore in Portugal. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of friends in Portugal, but still, he wanted to go back. He wanted to start yeah. it, yeah. almost start a new life in Portugal with the idea that he could have his previous one. It's quite, it's quite an expat or immigrant thing it's to do, but it's quite a f yeah fantastic thing, let's say, fantasy, fantasy, in, yeah, yeah, in our brains, let's say. Um, but I wonder because you and me, we are both Portuguese and, and we did a similar path immigrating to Europe. And as Portuguese people, we are very attached to our country and to our families. Mm -hmm. It's something that runs in our culture. Um, I'm not entirely sure, uh, how other cultures will feel. Uh, well, in, in yeah. This sense. yeah, I wouldn't speak for anyone because then. Yeah. I'm just thinking how, how can we, uh, that have this different, perspective um interact with the others i think it's just and, a, a and, matter of and, how and, you are raised and talk about this like we have talked about this in one of the first episodes like uh, the way immigration was perceived in portugal is like some something sad while i think for example more nordic countries will just take it as a, a normal step in life like there is a more mm, independency from their kids and he, and mm -hmm. the kids become more independent from the parents but Actually, like, um, I, I would go, like, I was going to ask you, how do you cope with that feeling, like, in a daily basis? Like, I know you, the feeling is not every, it's not there every single minute, but, like, whenever it comes, like, you miss home, like, um, what do you think, or what's, what's, like, mm. uh, what's the action that you take in that, in that situation? Well, on my day to day go about, I'm not thinking about it all the time. Yeah. I'm busy with whatever is happening in my life, my job or, or my friends or some activities I'm doing. Yeah. Um, uh, but it does happen that sometimes I feel nostalgic and I think about home. And what I usually do is I just talk with somebody from, from back home and or call them and have a chat or conversations, check up on how things are going and get a little bit that feeling of, hominess yeah uh, yeah i get it no it's it's but i guess it's not so unusual you probably do the same no definitely like uh obviously you would call home and your friends like um but sometimes i just i also just embrace it like um if i'm feeling if i'm feeling nostalgic i'll just put some spotify portuguese so you just you songs put some portuguese music you hug a pillow and you cry in a corner no i don't cry just like <laughs> embrace it and like feeling, oh this is nice like a uh, true true or just put some music that reminds me of some episodes that back home and it's just like embrace the not mm -hmm. nostalgia yeah. whatever uh i find this quite quite interesting because because we have this feeling we end up 
resorting to listening to some Portuguese music and sometimes uh, the music that we are going to listen to is not exactly the same things that are trending or that are being listened to by your friends back at home. So when you talk with your friends in, back at home about what you're listening, they will call you... Uh, This this guy, what are you listening to? What is this? Yeah. You're, you're you're really like far from reality. <laughs> One time, uh, <laughs> And you, you feel so extraterrestrial. <laughs> so. so That's funny you're saying you're saying that because one time I visited my my older brother in Norway and we were riding the mm. car from somewhere to another place it doesn't really matter but his playlist on the car was the Eurovision Portuguese songs throughout the history of Eurovision and it's like it was <laughs> so funny because well I'll, I'll, first of all it was funny because it was the Portuguese Eurovision participation yeah. so because he had these cds it was already like funny per se it's amazing uh but the second thing was that when abba for example took songs to the eurovision and if you see mm -hmm. the correspondent portuguese song is like so abba was singing something super jolly in, Por in portugal we were singing songs that were so sad that's so sad <laughs> <laughs> like how could you ever go to a contest that has abba and you sing this like people will be crying <laughs> in the audience because of this Like it's so funny, we no, had but that's that's Eurovision, eh? and then we won Eurovision. <laughs> we just had songs. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. After years, um, no, but but it is it is an interesting thing. We we resort to some obscure things from our culture sometimes just because we miss it. Yeah, yeah, and obviously, food would be like the most. I don't know, common or popular thing to do, but these song things and like uh, literature or whatever, that would be what you say. Yeah, obscure. I think literature and music are yeah. easier at the moment. And more personal, uh, I would say. I wouldn't invite anyone to listen to Portuguese music with me, but I would invite someone yeah. to have a Portuguese movie or a good bottle of wine, for example. So, yeah, right. That that I do often. I, I I tend to buy some Portuguese wine and then I have it when somebody comes over. The other day I went to a Portuguese restaurant Uh, to show off some of our dishes so i do that for nostalgia for sure um and you're right in that sense yeah, yeah but that's not as uh, strange as listening to pimba all day no no pimba, like the pop <laughs> the portuguese pop music i wouldn't i don't I didn't even know pop what's the it's not prop, pop pop like it's folk it's more like folk folk folklore. folk pop like i would say folk pop <laughs> Yeah, could be both. Like every country has their own. Yeah, so it, yeah. you know what we're talking about. It's basically about. <laughs> what you can describe as. No, I wouldn't say shit music because everybody. It's it's those songs that everybody makes fun of, but they everybody enjoys. But everybody it. sings yeah. and enjoys it. Yes, yes. Come on, we have our own playlist that we made when we were in Belgium. Yes, true, true. The true and one playlist true of and one that play kind of, of Portuguese music. Portuguese music. <laughs> It still goes strong sometimes. It's, uh, and, and if you take it to Portugal to a party, it will be like super strong and super... Yeah. Everybody yeah. will enjoy that. <laughs> Sing-alongs in the car. Everybody knows them, the, them so that's... Mm. I think it's time for They're a break. Great. Yes, let's break. So that. An untranslatable Portuguese term that refers to a melancholic longing, a recurring theme in Portuguese literature and music. Saudade evokes a sense of loneliness and incompleteness. 
It is described as a vague and constant desire for something that does not and probably cannot exist for something other than the present. It is not an active discontent or strong sadness, but an indolent dreaming wistfulness. So that can be used to say that you miss something or someone, even if you'll see that person or thing in the near future. It is actually different from nostalgia, what we have been loosely using during this episode, because one can feel so that for something that might never have happened, whereas nostalgia is a sentimental longing for the happiness of a former place or time. So next time, whenever you miss someone, you have so Dutch of that person. So we're back. Uh, so Tiago, indulge me on this. And this is my opinion. So whenever you go... Whiskey, I don't have it. You don't have whiskey, okay, but it's not about whiskey. No. So oh, okay. it's about whenever you go home, back to Portugal, I never think it's holidays. Like you take holidays from work, obviously, because you have yeah. to fly. But whenever I'm there, I, 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 I'm, I'm more... Does it feel like holidays? I'm more tired than, than if I was at work. <laughs> So let me see if I understand what you mean. You're saying that every time you go to Portugal, yeah, you feel like you're not on vacation. Well, I feel that I'm on vacation in the sense that I don't have to do work. But the social yeah. commitments that I have back home, are, they just take the whole the whole time I'm there. Like it's like uh-huh. jumping from. And I'm not I'm not criticizing this. Like I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I'm just saying that it's it's quite tiring to wake up in the morning and have a social commitment for the morning having lunch with your aunt having like a coffee in the afternoon with your best friend and then in the evening having dinner with your parents going out with the other friends and this repeats <laughs> and repeat and wake up and repeat and wake up and repeat and wake up and repeat and this is like i, yeah. I know i'm not the only one feeling like this and it's super mm-hmm. nice that we can say that when we go home we have so many social plans but yes it's incredible it's Exhaustive. Yeah, if if you have to do this every day, it is it is definitely trying. I think your question here is if I, I don't think this is the norm for every time I go to Portugal mm. either, because sometimes you go for a quick visit, and the objective is to see these people that you haven't seen for a long time and you missed, uh, and you just want to be with them, and then you mm-hmm. rearrange all these schedulings, and it's very short, intense weekend. Uh, but sometimes you go for a longer time. So in Christmas, for instance, you go for a week, maybe if you're lucky, two weeks. And but, yeah. and that's already a different experience because you still see all those people, but there will be dead days in the meanwhile, which in at least sometimes it doesn't make you feel like you're on vacation Yeah, because you're just there but, and you're not going places and meeting people and doing things. Mm, I have a different experience from Christmas. Because I have a couple. No, of, I'm just giving an example. Yeah. Has could be in Christmas. I'm not saying that that's what happens. Ah, huh? oh, yeah, okay. No, no, but the, like I think I never go to Portugal for a weekend. I've never done that because I I, okay. I can't plan two days. Like I can't not plan in two days what I want to do in those two days. Like it's just impossible for me <laughs> to visit the amount of people that I like. So I always take minimum five days. And okay. it's my fault. But for example, Christmas is one of the most busy periods for me in Portugal because I have a lot of friends that are also abroad. And when they come yeah, to Portugal, it's always then, very busy. And, and the days that we probably couldn't do anything, we both go to events that 
mm-hmm. <laughs> as we know, expect events oh, yeah. organized by the Portuguese community abroad. When we are in Portugal, we try to gather together like secret yeah. society. I'm kidding, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but it's very busy period. That's very, what you want to say. Yeah. So you have many people to meet. That's true. That's true. It's, it's um, I don't know. Like, but imagine, um, imagine this. Imagine you book a week in March to go to Portugal and mm-hmm. you're there from Sunday to Sunday. Yeah. You're probably going to be able to meet some people to, uh, in the evenings okay. sometimes and in the weekend for sure. Yeah. But during the day they're all working. Yeah, true. So did you, does it feel like a vacation in, in March? Yeah. 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 True. Like I would be yeah, home doing, doing shit during the whole day. Yeah. That would be like a, Problem. And, and in the end, you just go home because you want to be with the people you love. Yeah, so yeah. It's in a, it's I mean, true. it's going home. Yeah. Everybody goes home at some point. Here, the Belgians go in the weekend. Yeah, that's true. Or at least the students in Leuven do that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah or, well. or you go meet your parents once in a while. You go home. It's it's mm. a thing you do. And as an expat that you have to fly, you need to take days off to go home. And people are still working. So... Yeah, it's it's complicated sometimes. Yeah, I, I, it well, it's my fault. Yeah. I usually choose holiday periods to go home, like Christmas, Easter, summer. Uh, yeah, but that's that's good times because people are free and get yeah. time for you. But then it's like that that balance between like a, it's like a full schedule f- f- while you're there. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's not what happened. For example, if as you said, if I go in March, where where nobody has holidays and everybody's working the whole week, so that yeah, it, it mostly depends on when you yeah, do it, and, and and then you can get different experience of just going home. And so it never really feels like you're going on vacation. There were occasions that yeah. it felt like I was going on vacation, but because then I went on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> But not always. But but I'm not criticizing again. I'm not complaining at all. Oh, I'm no. just saying that uh, it's um, it's a balance between really going to relax or going to try to almost compensate for the months that you haven't been there and seeing everybody. Yeah, and we and, have to choose yeah. this this time and, and and make this balance, and we have to take days off to do this. Yeah, and then that's days off that belong to our vacation plans every year. Yeah, and then that comes to the second, like to the second part of the the question is like people a lot of things ask like why do you go on holidays uh, besides Portugal because then you don't see your family. You're using days where you don't see people, but those holidays that I don't take in Portugal are actually the holidays that I am absolutely able to take time for myself yeah it's yeah. holidays holidays yeah like exactly. uh, like going I to vietnam with you and and other yeah. other adventures so um, no i totally agree it's it's a it's a balance it's a, li- a lifestyle mm-hmm. that you choose and uh it is going home it does beg a question so i was thinking it, it came to my mind earlier like nowadays with the lockdowns and the changes in work ethics and working especially with the tele the the telework yeah would it be more easy to do this like you could now you can probably go home for a longer weekend and imagine you're working from portugal instead of working from ireland for one day and then you catch a flight at the end of the day yeah. and you're here next day you go to work anyway definitely like i just started this new company but for sure it will be a thing that i'll propose uh yeah, like for example imagine you can do this from now on that would be so good for yeah. i wouldn't mental say mental health and everything i would love it i wouldn't say that i would do the whole week there but for example instead of like uh, working from 
home in Ireland on a Thursday and Friday. Maybe I'll just fly home Wednesday evening and working from Lisbon Wednesday and Thursday and then have the yeah. weekend to enjoy. So that, that will be like an exactly. ideal situation. So can, yeah, that, that was what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. You can actually be a bit more flexible yeah. if, if, the, if the teleworking rules from your companies allow. Yeah. Uh, and, and then you become a little bit more like the, a nomad. Yeah. You know, these... these Definitely, people I, that work from everywhere. I, I really hope that will work like that, especially because my company already told me that I only have to go in yeah. two days a week until the end of the year. So I don't see oh. why not. Like I, I wouldn't really uh, see why not. I couldn't do that. Yeah. So that would make me more happy if I could just every other month take a weekend, a longer weekend to go home, and yeah. if I have to work and not and not, and not, days, and not use fine. your your holidays in that sense that you are just going home yeah. and work from there just you just catch have. a flight at the end of the day of a working from home day the next day you work from home anyway and then it's weekend then you come back yeah perfect perfect situation yeah, i think i think this 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 has potential yeah covid i hope somebody's here listening to covid us. opened <laughs> opened a lot of doors so we'll see uh the first trial after covid was um I really hope that COVID would bring more humanity to people and a lot of good things. Mm -hmm. Let's see if that happens. Yeah, I think there are many issues that have been raised with this this crisis that we're going through, mm -hmm. and hopefully, it will make us better people. Yeah, and and in in this sense, there will be. I mean, it might help us also in our personal <laughs> lives with uh, the way work changes yeah. i think it'll be quite interesting yeah we will at least help ease our hearts <laughs> yeah and um reduce or minimize the nostalgic feelings of being yeah. seven months uh, far from home <laughs> it might help reduce stress and anxiety yeah. and you know all these issues that nowadays are so prevalent in our in our lives mental yeah. health issues are just stronger every day and coming up everywhere mental so health it might help yeah it might help mental health in expats that's a good topic for a further for a future episode yeah i'm gonna learn something yeah we'll see guys <laughs> don't forget to subscribe and do the yes. online thing that you know and see you soon thank you for listening yeah bye 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 Thank you for listening to Things You Expat and see you in the next episode. Don't forget to leave us a rating in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 